Audio Hop Podcasts. This episode of Fabulous at 50 podcast is brought to you in association with Serona Hygiene, an award-winning startup best known for its flagship product Peabody, India's first female urination device. It is a simple disposable paper device that allows women to stand and pee in dirty and unfriendly toilets. For more female hygiene products, visit thesirona.com. Welcome to the Fabulous at Fifty podcast, the show that's all about being fabulous at fifty plus. We are back with yet another exciting episode, and with me is Sudha Menon. Hi, Jaydeep. Hi, Sudha. So, bonding over food with Amma, your next chapter. uh you talk about how you lost your parents and you refound them so tell us about that i think this happens uh, a bit to all of us you know each one of us goes through uh, through this phase when we discover uh, our own adult journey we find our friends we find a career we get married mm. and if you look back at life you will see that about 18 or 19 or 20 is the time when you start moving away from your uh, parents yeah. and um, it happened to me very early because i left i left home when i was um, 19 i went to another city to study and then while i was studying um, i fell in love with my uh, classmate and then i married him and um, it was not it was not the kind of marriage which had everybody's uh, approval you know it it was it was sort of tinged with a little bit of sadness because in those days in in that in in that age when i was um, 20 people still cared about what other people thought about uh, right. you know who you marry and mm-hmm. what caste and what religion and even though i or my family didn't believe uh, in all of this my mother still worried about what the neighbors would say or mm-hmm. what society would say so it was it was sort of uh, not a very uh, uh, happy thing uh, and of course then because i married young i i started my career and got busy with that and then 3 years later there was a baby and like it happens to Uh, most women i lost myself in that little world that i had created for myself mm-hmm. you know uh, trying to keep uh, family and career and all of that um, on even keel then what took center stage in my life in my 20s was um, parent teacher meetings and birthday parties and organizing birthday parties and then rushing off to work i was a very busy journalist and a very ambitious one right. and so the casualty in all of this was my relationship uh, with my parents when i look back now i regret that it uh, it wow. happened and i lost all of those beautiful years when i could have bonded so much uh, with my parents my father is no more uh, i can't turn the clock back on that but mm-hmm. i do wish and i do hope you know people who are still young remember that your parents walk on this earth for a very short while right. and it is important to stay connected with them yeah. the happy thing for me is that i rediscovered my mother yeah. that's what is going to come about come to you know in the book you've mentioned so many heartwarming stories and incidents about you and your mother and i just loved reading that section of the book i i realized the importance of my mother you know when when i lost my father about 4 years ago mm-hmm. and he he took ill suddenly and in just 5 weeks he was gone and that was when the finality of it suddenly struck me and i realized that he was there yesterday and 
he's no more today and there is something final about death isn't it mm-hmm. you can't there are days when i wake up and i want to just reach out and touch him and here i want the phone to ring and i want it to be him on the other side mm-hmm. saying hello or my father my father rarely called on the phone but he would calls occasionally when he realized that i was ill or i had a spot of uh, you know sickness or something like that now i know that he's never going to be uh, mm. on the other end of the line and that he will never call me to ask after me or to say happy birthday or for anything that's when i realized that i now have one pa- one parent left right, and right. i want it to be not the kind of story i had with my yeah. father i want to have bonded with her yeah. i wanted to have I want to have created memories right. with her. So that happened almost immediately after uh, we lost uh, our father. My mother went into a period of intense grief and um, it was so bad that you know at some days I would worry that maybe she's maybe she's going to lose her mind. And one day I thought to myself that the only way I can pull her out of this and uh, I have two other sisters and we realized that the only way we can pull her out of this grief is to distract her to take her away from where she lived all her life with uh, with our father mm-hmm. and so we went on this trip to uh, London where my elder sister lives mm-hmm. and I was there 3 months with her and my sister is a working woman so pretty much the entire summer mm-hmm. I was alone with my mother I was entertainer in chief mm-hmm. and funnily enough at various points in that uh, in you know in that 3 months uh, i also became her mother in some ways i was the one who was you know i was the one who was pulling her uh, out of her depression i was a uh, you know the uh, i was the daughter who had suddenly become mother and i was putting down rules for the household mm-hmm. like she would when she was uh, raising us amma is a total drama queen and my daughter says that i have taken after her mm-hmm. and there's a very interesting um, anecdote and uh, let me tell you the story about uh, you know the the experience i had with amma when i was in london with her mm-hmm. so when my sister uh, who we were visiting in london she had to travel out of town for 10 days mm-hmm. so it was pretty much just me and amma in that uh, house mm-hmm. and when my sister was leaving she had told me amma is diabetic so make sure mm-hmm. that she gets her walk every day make sure that she walks for an hour at least every day mm-hmm. and then uh, make sure that she's eating wisely and healthily mm-hmm. so i had i had no clue then that mm-hmm. i was signing up for a very very difficult thing because i would wake up in the morning i would come down and uh, some days she would be sitting on the sofa and um, with a quilt around her and she would say it's too gray outside you know it's too cold mm-hmm. i'm not going for a walk today some days she would say oh it's so sunny today i'm not coming out to walk you know because you know she said in europe the sun is closer to the earth and so the uv rays are much I, she says she read somewhere she swears she read somewhere mm-hmm. that in europe the sun is closer to the earth and so the uv rays are more stronger mm-hmm. and that it would sunburn her Oh so my. that was the next uh, thing mm. some days it would be a rumble in her heart some day it would be some pain in her head or she would say her varicose veins were killing her you know all of this drama would go on mm-hmm. then there would the thing with taking amma for a walk was like it was like a process in itself so on days on the days that she really wanted to go for a walk um, it would only work because i i would tell her that after walking for an hour mm. uh, i would feed her a pastry mm-hmm. uh, at a pastry shop uh, in the town so food had to be involved yeah. food everything in my mother's life has to have some connection with food that is the only ever thing that excites her and so i would tell her that we can go to greggs and we can have hot chocolate and we can have a pastry mm. 
and my mum would be like a little kid all over again. But the thing is, getting amma out of the house is a process. Mm. So she would, because she was in the UK, she couldn't wear her sari, and so we had convinced her that it's okay to wear trousers and a T-shirt, and. so she would wear her trousers her t-shirt her two sweaters and then she would wear her socks and then she would remember that she had not worn her compression socks for mm. her um, varicose veins and she would say no 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 you know my doctor has told me that if i don't wear the uh, socks i might have a stroke mm. and i would say mom one walk without your compression socks will not give you a stroke she would say no but my doctor has told me Mm. and so she would sit down and remove her shoes and then the trousers and then struggle with the varicose vein comp- compression socks which would you know save her from her varicose veins and that would mean another 45 hour, uh, 45 minutes mm. and for me what worked best because i knew all her tricks by now mm-hmm. was that i would wait in the room when she was beginning to dress up and i would make sure that the varicose veins were protected by her compression socks then you know eventually after 45 minutes of much back and forth i'd get her out to the mm-hmm. uh, house amma's interest was not in the, the walk book. at all she doesn't believe that the journey is the most important thing mm-hmm. for her the destination <laughs> and the destination pretty much was there would be this there is this woman who is uh, on the high street who has a little cart and she makes the best burgers in the town that my sister lives in mm-hmm. and she would prepare those burgers should give weak watery tea which funnily enough my mother drank otherwise mm-hmm. she is a tea snob you know she she has to drink tea which is made by her mm-hmm. but this woman with her you know she, we call, we used to call her the bearded lady <laughs> so this bearded lady uh, would give her weak watery tea and she would give her burger but she the garnish would be a lot of gossip from town mm-hmm. and even though my mother didn't know anybody in the town to gossip about she loved the fact that somebody is chatting with her right right uh, or of course the the eternal pull of greggs and the cupcakes that uh, sat in the cupboard and it was i think the most it was the closest i have ever been mm-hmm. to my uh, mother yeah. you know and we we bonded funnily enough we bond, bonded over something which i have never really been interested in we bonded over food now food is something that is my mother's passion mm-hmm. uh, both eating and the cooking of mm-hmm. it and she truly believes that if you eat good food that can be the cure for most ailments of the mind and body food and is she the elixir of life absolutely yeah. she she just thinks that you eat well and uh, you'll be happy and mm-hmm. you'll be healthy and um, my relationship with uh, with amma you know during that uh, that summer three months that i was there there would be days when i would wake up uh, in the morning and the house would be full of the aromas of cooking mm-hmm. and i would go uh, into the kitchen and my my sister lives in this town house mm-hmm. and beautiful uh, little cottage and i would sleep upstairs and i would wake up um, and come down and the kitchen would be like a wreck mm-hmm. it would be like a train wreck because mm-hmm. amma had been cooking as usual i don't know maybe from 3am that's mm-hmm. what she does mm-hmm. and there would be like sambar and avial and there would be idli and dosa and there'll be like seven things on the kitchen platform and i would cringe when i saw it because i was also working i was finishing a book when mm-hmm. i was there and i would say amma i can't do this you know i can't do this cleaning up mm-hmm. please can we not live in the uk like you live uh, in mumbai where there are people to help you to clean up yeah. and all of that i can't spend time and she would say you don't do anything you just do your work you just do your writing and i will do the cooking mm. and i'll finally have the satisfaction of knowing that i have fed you because you live in another city and i'm not able to 
feed you as much as i want to be you know instantly there was that bond mm-hmm. and it was about food and i noticed that summer that she was preparing the things that i loved eating i want to tell you this interesting thing that happened uh, you know over our conversations in the garden as we ate our uh, evening meal uh, so one day i said uh, she was talking about her childhood and the food uh, that she ate and she enjoyed learning how to cook and i said amma that is so good you know and i wish i had the time to learn from you mm-hmm. uh, all the things that you make for us and she said i'm here you can learn from uh, me now mm-hmm. and so that became this uh, ritual for us you know so i would wake up in the morning and i would do ri- i would write my book mm-hmm. till about 12 noon mm-hmm. um, if the morning walk didn't happen but still i would write till lunch time and then lunch time i would come down to the kitchen and she would have made my favorite things and we would sit uh, at the dining table and we would eat that food uh, and there was so much joy and so much laughter and she would give me anecdotes at the end of it uh, you know at about 3 o'clock when we had cleared the dishes and all of that then i would say okay now give me the recipes of what you cooked today mm-hmm. and i'll write down those recipes and it was such a special thing to do because suddenly my mother went from being uh, depressed and sad to very happy because that was her spot you know that is her space my mum mm-hmm. is like the best cook in the world mm-hmm. and she loved to give me those recipes because finally she discovered that her daughter has something that that she uh, still wants yes that mm-hmm. she has something that the daughter she still wants mm-hmm. and i think she in a way felt relevant all mm-hmm. over again mm-hmm. because that's what most mothers feel when the children go away or become independent you know they feel irrelevant mm-hmm. so that became our bonding thing you know that was the thing that kept us together mm-hmm. that summer her recipes and my attention mm-hmm. uh, undivided uh, mm-hmm. attention so for our listeners who are let's say in their 50s or will turn 50 someday what is the message you want to give them about them and their parents you know the message really is that no matter how old you are no matter how achieved you know how accomplished or how smart you have become and no matter what big corner office you're sitting in you still need your mother you still need your parents mm. and that is that one safe space that you will always have no matter how old you get it's never too late to bond with your parents or to rediscover your parents i think that's a wonderful note to end the episode on uh, so thank you so much sudha thank you jaydeep and till our next episode stay feisty and stay fabulous <laughs>